Washington State, Olympia, Washington in particular, it's a nice city. It's beautiful. It's almost like a time warp, basically back in time, as I would say. From the city downtown to some of the restaurants and bars, you can literally step back in time. And the city's preserved that. The, the people there, a lot of them from Evergreen College or locals from Washington, they preserve the time warp, as I would call it. And it was funny because I used to love to go to the county builder's assessor's office. It was like almost a 19, it was a 1960s building. And you go there and it was like back in the time warp of old high school, kind of that smell, the building, everything. Now they just moved last year to this new trendy updated building, which lost all its character and feeling and love and everything like that. And it's very sterile. And I think Olympia was still holding on to some of that time warp, and they still are with certain key areas, but they're starting to lose it as we grow bigger. Now, Olympia, for example, is only approximately 55,000 people population, combined with Lacey, which is right next to it, around 50,000, and then Tumwater, I think it's around 25,000. So total, I think it came to about 135,000 people. Now, if you're not used to Washington State, it rains all the time. It's just, it's raining. Now, in the summer, we have the best summers I've ever seen. I've traveled the world. And I've gone different places. Um, tennis pro in the Middle East in Dubai, which is amazing. Down in the Bahamas, tennis pro. Lived in Maui for a little bit. All over the country. Colorado. Traveled. My wife and our kids, we have two of them. We did a road trip with the RV during COVID. And we went to most of the national parks from Washington State all the way to Maine, down to Florida and around. I will say we have one of the nicest summers, 70 to 80 degrees, a little hotter now with global warming, if you believe it or not, but it's hotter. Um, and no bugs, like very little bugs, very little anything of wild animals uh, or worse, you know, like poisonous. Like we don't have any poisonous stuff. We have some black widows, but those are way out in the woods, the spiders. We do have cougars and bears, but I mean, again, you have to go way out in the woods. But we don't have the snakes unless you're on eastern Washington, the desert for the rattlesnakes. So it's very safe. The kids can just kind of run out in the yard and we're not worried about anything unless, again, you live out in the woods in the country and then bear or cougar, but a lot rarer. It seems like we're pushing those animals back as Washington State grows. Seattle grew by, what, 2.1% from 21 to 22. And then the smaller towns, of course, were growing here and there. Now, this podcast is about Washington State, everything about Washington State, and real estate. I'm your host, Ron Rougeau. This is my first broad podcast, broadcast, podcast, broadcast. Uh, I'm not going to really edit it. It's just going to be live and raw, or live as I'm not editing the video. And I'm going to tell you everything about Washington. Now, I love Washington because of the stormy season. Right now, we're coming into fall, and I think we have one of the spookiest, coolest states with the fog rolling in in the morning, with the storms and the rains coming through. Now, we don't get as much thunderstorms. We get more of that dreary kind of gray drizzle rain that falls down, but it's, it's fun. It's spooky. The woods, the trees, the mountains, the ocean, the sound, everything's really cool here. And that's why I think a lot of us live here. It's kind of the last frontier. Now, a lot of people say, well, go to a different state, Texas, up in Minnesota, and this and that. Absolutely. But ours is a little different. We have Canada on the border. We have the ocean down there. We have Oregon, Idaho, up to Montana on the right side. And our demographic, if you look at Washington State on the map, we have the Cascades, which is almost like the Rockies. We have the east part of Washington, like the Midwest. 
and of course then we have the mountains again and everything like the east coast except for there's no ocean on the east side of washington state we just have idaho and then you look on the western part and we are california oregon everything on the western part of washington so our mini washington state if you put it to the united states is almost like mini united states which is really neat because you get all of the topography topography of the country in washington state which is really cool i i'm making this podcast because well one i love real estate but i want to listen to someone so i'm making it of describing a different location so when i'm listening to podcasts i want to hear about how cool the weather is and right now the weather's changing it's that crisp chill morning that's coming in and then we still have the sun that's warming us up and you have to take the hoodie off and you're in a shirt outside until the crisp cool morning or evening comes and it's a little chillier out and then we have the rain that sprinkles through and it's starting to come and that's why i'm making this because i love listening to stuff like that traveling through the woods and our trees are huge here in washington state and go up to canada i feel like they're double the size and of course it's just a jump and a skip you can take the ferry from port angeles which is about two hours north two and a half hours north of olympia washington straight across the strait over to Vancouver Island and go up there and those trees are huge up there and I love it and the smell of the salt water you can see some orcas sometimes crossing the strait orca wells um, sea lions and all that fun stuff going across and then you have the whole exploratory of Vancouver Island which is definitely untamed and amazing they make you know those National Geographic videos on Vancouver Island of the wolves um, roaming there and the bears and all that stuff. It was really cool to see. We like Tofino. So if you're going to Vancouver Island, you want a fun trip, go to Tofino. Cool surfing there. You would have never known Vancouver Island Tofino has surfing and it has the current from Japanese, Japanese, Japan has a Japanese current that hits Tofino and the water is actually warmer up there. Uh, you still need a wetsuit and I think I was in the six mil, but the waves were crashing. They have Chesterman's Beach, which is this huge beach that just runs around the sands, amazing. The trees there in the wilderness, the woods, you have these amazing high-end homes all along the beach. I remember looking back in the day and you could get homes for about 1.5 million, 2 million Canadian, which is a steal. Waterfront Canadian price, remember take 20%, 25% or what is it down to 15% now off the price with American dollar. But those were phenomenal back in the day. I, I think there are a lot more now. Uh, but it's crazy because you'd have, you can go crabbing around the sound, small little town, high-end boutique restaurants, and just wilderness, wilderness surfing. You can go out and explore all these little islands if you want in a boat. You'd surf out there. You don't see anybody um, other than just all the people living there or the tourists. And it was gorgeous. God's country up there. So if you want a trip, go to Tofino, BC, Vancouver Island. You can fly in there and drive. If you drive, it's amazing drive. Um, just the enchanted forest, the big woods, there's all these little stops along. I see Instagram videos of this clear blue, bright blue river that people stop halfway through and show off like it's a magical forest. And that's on Vancouver Island there. Um, so with that being said, and it was funny because we, I was surfing up there one year. We go up there for American Thanksgiving because no one's booked. Well, there is people that book up the holidays up there. Sorry, one second here. Seltzer water. Uh, just had to take a drink. There's people that go up there during the holidays, but Thanksgiving I find is really cool because the Canadians already celebrate their Thanksgiving a month earlier, if you don't know that. Canadians, Thanksgiving's in October. But November, 
the weather's changed and it's storm watching up there. So you'll watch these storms roll in. Not like Olympia where we're more gray and kind of dreary. We have the rain that comes and it's just always gray and dreary. Um, fun fact, we're competed with Ohio where to put the military base during World War II where the fog would cover enough of it so the bombers couldn't see where to bomb. Of course, we won. We have JBLM and Air Force Base here. Now, I don't know if that fact's 100% true, but that's why I heard is between us and the city in Ohio that was the foggiest cities in the country year-round to protect us during World War II. Back to Tofino. Tofino, the storm watching is just insane. You have these major waves crashing along the ocean. You have the rain, the downpouring, and we used to love to go out there and just play in the sand. The storm's coming in, I'm surfing with the rain pelting, sideways wind, the waves are crashing, and you have dozens upon dozens of people out there surfing. Enough space, because the beach is so huge. Um, and I mean, take a look, Chesterman Beach. Look at the Google map, Tofino Beach. Look up there and you'll see how big this beach is and how gorgeous. And my wife and I, of course, got married at Wiccaninish hotel up there on Chesterman Beach in Tofino and it has this restaurant right on the rocks and the waves crash and they can crash up against the restaurant windows. Gorgeous. A little expensive, definitely expensive, but worth it if you're thinking of going up there. That's gorgeous country. So with Olympia, you can go up to the storm watching up to Vancouver Island, stay at the Fairmont, uh, what is it called, Empress Hotel, where you can do the tea and stuff like that. You can go to Leavenworth, which is in Washington State in the Cascade Mountains. And that's Oktoberfest, a German town everybody preaches about. It's cute. You know, I do like it. It has that one main strip of the German town touristy. has good German food, schnitzel. Uh, go to the schnitzel restaurant in the bottom. It has like these barrel um, tables, like a handful of them, and then regular tables throughout. So you can kind of sit like in this big barrel table, which I like. And I get the what is it, the Guinness and mushroom schnitzel, which I love. And the Germantown's phenomenal, and Oktoberfest is amazing. Um, does it compare to Germany? No, but it's still really cool, because you go up there in the mountains, they get snow during the winter, and so it's very magical. Christmas, they do the lights. It's hit and miss with snow, though. I find some seasons get snows, because it's over the pass on the other side of the mountain, so it's more of that dry snow eastern side uh, it's before all the or after all the ski resorts because you have stevens pass ski resort on the way to leavensworth and then go past the ski resort and you're about another hour away to leavenworth so if you're at leavenworth you can drive an hour back west to hit the ski resort stevens pass resort um, and then you have snoqualmie and white pass resort as well uh, schweitzer's up in idaho so with the ski resorts, it's amazing. You have the mountains, you have Leavenworth, and then you have the sound in the ocean Olympia here. So our sound down in Olympia, you know, there's crabbing, there's fishing, shrimping, which is amazing. I like the Hood Canal better for the shrimping. Crabbing was shut down for five years, I think, because we just overcrabbed the sound. But it's beautiful. In the summer, you go out crabbing or shrimping, and you can jump off the boat. The sound's water is warm. Depends where you swim. I've heard mixed reviews, so I like the Hood Canal swimming, and that's of course where I think Bill Gates has like a place down there by Alder Resort or whatnot down the Hood Canal. Um, you, the water's clean and fresh. If you're in the Sound in Seattle, I've heard mixed reviews because of all the shipping boats and everything that comes through, and the water of course pushes from Seattle down to Olympia where it's like it can't go anywhere. So it's a little more disgusting, I think, with the water. Uh, so stay in the Hood Canal if you're swimming in the water and the sound, and it's gorgeous. Um, 
and that brings me to real estate. Like if you're coming to Olympia, Washington, or let's just say Washington state in the real estate one, you want to know all the cool places, uh, like even the clamming out in the coast on the ocean coast there, you have Grays Harbor and Seabrook, which these guys from Oregon built this amazing resort, um, Seabrook, just north of Aberdeen where Kurt Cobain was from and Aberdeen, to be honest, these are all my opinions, just saying that because I am a licensed real estate broker. Aberdeen was, it's a lot of people call it a dump. Let's just be honest. You go on there and someone, some of my agents made a video of Aberdeen and they had like 60,000 comments of how dumpy Aberdeen was. And I remember I was selling homes 10 years ago for $20,000, $40,000, kid you not, in Aberdeen. And that is a dreary place, rain, cloudy, gray out there and you have the ocean, but there's not much to the town. They finally put like a big Walmart and have the Tesla charging pod pods. And those all came after Seabrook built their town about 30 minutes north on the ocean above Aberdeen. And they built this amazing kind of East Coast style where you have this little town right on the beach, little houses, little pizza place, wine place, all that kind of cool stuff, all encompassed right in that little um, development. And the homes, I remember driving by, get this, driving by, I'm commuting to Seattle for work 12 years ago, 11 years ago, um, doing international business. I had to do the commute and you'd see the big billboards, you know, as you drive into Seattle and whatnot past Tacoma, where all the billboards are. And they had the Seabrook, come by and Seabrook home, Aber North Aberdeen out there, 250,000, 280,000, I think it was, starting price. Now all the homes are worth a million. That's how it boomed. And of course, with, you know, 10 years, the real estate's all boomed, but they really took off. I still remember telling my wife, I'm like, God, who would want to go out there? Aberdeen, I know the cool little town. And we stopped at the little town just to check it out because I wanted to see it. And it was really cool. We sat and had a little pizza. We didn't even stay there because uh, it was so expensive. I think we drove out, oh, we drove out for my cousin's wedding out there. And, you know, it's stormy and rainy and... You go there and you had a little pizza before waiting for the wedding and it was cute. But again, I was like, who would drive all the way out here? Because from Olympia, it's a, what, an hour and a half, hour and some drive from Seattle. You're two and a half, three hours. So I guess all the Seattleites are like, oh, three hours, we can handle it. For us, I'm like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to drive that far out there. But now I'm like, okay, I'm selling a lot of real estate out there too for investors and everything else. And uh, they love it. And they're keep building. It's expanding and expanding. I've sold lots out there now on the waterfront that are just beautiful lots to investors. A few of them lately. One bought 40 acres for a great price. One bought another house that he's basically tearing down and paid, you know, close to a million dollars for. So that's the lure. And the sand is that fine, smooth, nice, soft sand all along the beach. And clamming's out there. So I was saying you can go out clamming, razor clamming. If you haven't had them, razor clams are great for clam chowder or clam strips, fried clam uh, strips. Growing up, that's what we did. We clammed. My family was out there this weekend all clamming, uh, my aunts and uncles and cousins. I haven't been in a while. I took my wife out there. Uh, I was going to propose. We'll, we'll segue just for a second before we jump into real estate. I was going to propose to my wife at my grandpa's old hotel. He owned Tokeland Hotel back in the day. Oakland's this little peninsula out, Grays Harbor out that way, and uh, it's right across the beach. My family still, aunts and uncles still have these homes on the water there. So I was going to propose to my wife clam digging, and I was going to pull the ring out of the sand and propose to her out there. And I still remember telling my family, my parents, my mom, and she's like, you don't want to do that. One, you're going to lose the ring in the sand. I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would. You know, you'd be like, shit, there'd be no way you'd find it. How smooth and fine that sand is if you've ever been in that. It just, it's like quick sand. I mean, sand concrete almost. Just, and then two, um, it was storming and raining. So we're out clam digging. My wife's just drenched. We're drenched. We have the rain jackets on. Rain's blowing sideways. The waves are crashing. You just have miles of it. And it clam digging's in the evening. So it's almost like a Harry Potter. You have these lanterns and they're up and down the beach because it's starting to get dark. So everybody carries a lantern. Hopefully the waves don't wash away or you hold it when the waves come up tight if it comes up but hopefully you're away from the waves a little bit but sometimes people go shin knee shin or knee deep in the water out there and the tide goes out and you see the little holes where the clams are you do the gun or the shovel if you're old school and you dig it's a big scoop of these shovels like almost an ice cream scoop but on steroids you know 12 18 inches long of these ice cream ice cream scoop shovels so you dig for the clamps. So I'm out there, my wife and I are just drenched, soaked, and she's not complaining. Your limit's 15 razor clams uh, each. You have these green nets on, you put the razor clams in the net, and uh, she's just going at it. We're going at it. Didn't complain once. I'm like, I knew this was the girl, because I mean, who do you want? And she's beautiful, stunning, make, you know, pretty princess, married a princess, but she didn't complain, and that's why I wanted someone that was, I knew right, I, I have always known, and I knew I was going to propose to her, but it just, solidified the fact that I knew I picked the right partner. So we go back to the hotel and the Tokelin Hotel is a little unique. Back when the owners had it, it was barely anybody. You had the shared bathrooms and the old school bedrooms that were like from the 1930s still. And so a lot of people didn't stay at the hotel because it was way out in the middle of nowhere on this little peninsula. Uh, and the bedrooms, none of them had bathrooms. You had the shared baths and uh, it was old. You know, it's a big three, four story, old colonial, just white building, big lobby. Uh, I guess my grandma, great grandma, grandpa or grandma bought back, brought an uh, old English piano from London because they were from London when they came and, or England. And they brought this old piano there that's still there. Um, I guess my great, great great grandpa had like a bar called Captain's or Caps uh, Bar there. So the story goes. But anyway, so we're in this big hotel. No one's there, really. I don't think there's anybody there because who stays in storm season down there back in that day? And so I, the, there's a little cute, off the lobby, there's a little cute in the main dining room and everything, there's a little cute like uh, sitting area. It has a big great fireplace with a big moose above it, couch, and then a little side couch with tables to play cards, and then that's pretty much it, and fire logs. So I make a fire. We get back, I think, around 9 p.m. Make a big fire. Just put it in there. You have the run of the hotel. Technically, I could have just jumped in the kitchen. You know, they, that there's no security or anything, and it was just nice. You had the run of the hotel. It was almost like your own hotel. So I make this big fireplace and uh, get down on one knee, and I don't remember actually saying, will you marry me? I'm sure I did, but I feel like I either mumbled it or I don't remember saying it because I was so nervous and in my head and got down on one knee, and my wife said yes, and... That was it. You know, we got married and big fire going, storm, and that's the Tokelin Hotel. That's the ocean out there. That's Pacific Northwest. Trees out there swaying, the smell, the wild west. And so if you're moving to Washington State, you want the topography of everything. Uh, Mount Rainier, Mount St. Helens, hiking, uh, fishing, clamming, crabbing, mountain biking, hunting, uh, uh, just exploring. 
going out to the wine country on the east coast down the or east coast east of washington walla walla out that way you can have all the experiences and you can travel everywhere you go up to vancouver british columbia for a big city experience along with seattle which is a big series you know experience seattle as well but i think as real estate brokers we need to let people know where they're moving and be honest about it like hey this is this is the reality of where you're going to live and it brings me to my real estate point we'll start hitting points as i describe washington state and i'll be doing different towns and everything like that that's it for the injections i hate when people go on and on but you have to be honest so there's you know these listing agents that are boosting this home and saying this is like the new seattle luxury and you can work from home remotely and it's five six million dollars plus i went back and did a search olympia alone and this town's 30 minutes from olympia out in the country population 10,000 people there hasn't been a home sold in the last five years over five million dollars no i think the highest was four million this one's at five to no this one's six million that they have listed and they're saying this is a new luxury there is no home like that and except for about 45 minutes away north to seattle and gig harbor that even hits that price point so they're preaching this is the new seattle new luxury Anybody that says that is completely lying. Now I get you have to promote your listing and all this and that, and that's great. Now the people that have the money, if you want to burn money and throw that, you'll be the highest priced home within, I don't know how many miles of an hour drive of anywhere around there, except for like going towards Alderbrook where Bill Gates is at on the Hood Canal. But this is in, remember Olympia, the ocean, the sound from Seattle, all this stuff trickles down to this and so it's like yeah um that's where this one's at down in the bottom here so the water eh, and then you're the highest priced is that crazy and so who would spend that money now i'm hoping the people that have the money the expensive people you know you're talking six million plus here would realize wait a second what kind of city is this population of 10,000 plus next is Olympia 30 minutes away with a population of 55,000 Olympia and then Lacey and Tomar so combined total of 135,000 but the next, next most expensive home going north towards Seattle is basically an hour and some away to Gig Harbor I mean Gig Harbor is about 40 minutes away 30 minutes depending on how fast you drive so you're an hour plus from the next most expensive home that direction in the last five years that's sold um blows my mind i don't know how you could say this is amazing now it even comes with small land i think it was like five acres are you kidding me six million at least you want bruce batman wayne where you have 100 acres no one around you you can't see and let's be honest this home again being the most expensive within this area all the other homes around it are i wouldn't say lower end but extremely lower end i mean probably six hundred thousand to a million the most and then some waterfronts maybe a million million and a half and you're selling a six million dollar home calling it the new seattle that's what frustrates me as a real estate broker because we should tell people that are moving here the legit of well yeah but to be honest that person locations everything and they really missed the mark on that location holy cow sorry um but let's be honest and for them to try to get that out and money is insane in my opinion now this is all my opinion this isn't legal this is just me describing and telling you how it is at least in washington state so 
if you're not smart enough to figure it out, of course, most people, and the reason it hasn't sold is they see the map, they see where it's at, they drive through and they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah, no thank you, this isn't Seattle. Go to Seattle. If you wanna spend five, six million, go live up there. There's amazing places, plus six million up in Seattle, and they're phenomenal. And the city population in Seattle is 700,000 plus, and we're bigger than Denver and uh, Boston. Just in Seattle, in the greater areas, four million, you know, outskirts of all of Seattle combined kind of thing from the counties. That's huge. And you go down to a population of 10,000 and then you're an hour and some away from the next most expensive home and the water's not good. And you're telling people this is the next Seattle and luxury and work remote. First of all, if you have five to six million, are you really working remote or do you need to even work? If you are working remote, guarantee you you're not going to live out in the middle of Hicktown. Sorry, that's what it is. Didn't name the town, but it's Hicktown in the middle of nowhere. It used to be a lumber town. I think it still is a lumber town. I think the mill shut down and then it back opened up. Any local will tell you what's wrong with that city. And legally, again, we have to just say these are our opinions. Now, is the town gorgeous? Yeah, it's a cute little town. I get a great burger from a little local diner and the other diner that you can get a cool local breakfast and everybody's wearing camo not everybody the most or flannel or whatnot um there's walmart uh what else is there i mean there, there's a jail out there that direction one of my real estate agents worked at the jail out that direction um <laughs> not painting the best picture but it's not and so i think if those real estate brokers are going to sell you on that and tell you it's new seattle what else are they going to sell you on? You're like, oh, I don't like that home, but show me something else that's higher end. Well, shit, if they're going to promote that and tell you that's the next Seattle luxury spot, I guarantee you they're going to sell you anything. They're just trying to boost and sell. They don't care. We'll sell you everything. And that's what ticks me off. That's what gives us real estate brokers a bad name. Because here you're promoting, I get it, it's your listing, yes. And then you have another agent trying to come in and help boost and video and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, it's... The next Seattle luxury, this and that and great. Nah, no. Just be like, here's a great home, here's a great, but don't try to oversell it. Don't lie. And I, that's where I think there's a really tight line between lying and over-promoting and boosting and everything else because if that agent's going to sell that like that and over-boost it like that for that other agent, great, I get it, I understand. It gives great marketing, it shows you're doing luxury listings, it brings in more clients to you, but you have to remember one thing, as that real estate agent's not thinking, so I'm thinking, wait, you're trying to sell this and you're saying all this great stuff about it, but in reality, it's not honest. It's not true, everything. You're not telling me the actual truth about the town. Now, legally, we have to be careful how we describe schools and towns and everything else like this. This is all my opinion, so that's how I'm trying to express my opinion on this stuff without slagging or being rude. But what else are they going to just say, oh, yeah, that's a great area. It's a great location. That's a great place. No, if it's not, and they're telling you that is, what else are they going to tell you with a great location? Because remember, real estate all comes down to great location. Now, you have to remember, if you're spending five to six million, you can figure that out in yourself. You can be like, no, that's not a great location. No, I'm not even looking at it. Oh, I drove out there, and that's, yeah. I mean, you should figure out. And if you're not, then either you have money to burn and waste, and five, six million is nothing, or I don't know how you, you must have won the lottery then to, get five, six million and not realize with that um, because, yeah, that's tough. That is tough. And so, and as a real estate agent, that's tough for them because they have the listing agent and they need to sell it and they need to boost and promote and do all that stuff. So I get it on that end, but I think there's a limit to 
what you do and that listing agent has that but to bring another agents or have another agent now sell it on the new seattle is in my opinion not the best for that agent i think don't think that was the right thing that they could have done because now anybody that goes to them is going to be like well i you were just saying this is amazing how do i believe this other home's amazing and that's the catch because if you get a real estate broker like myself I'm going to be honest with the areas. Now I have to be careful, but I sure can tell you content to research and look up and tell you who to talk to outside of myself that's not a licensed real estate agent that will give you the truth and let you know about the areas. And that's the whole point of us. So to be honest, that's the whole point of real estate brokers is we have to guide you in the right way. Now, if you want to live out there and you say, this is what I want, 10 population, 10,000, middle of nowhere, small land, water's okay. Hey, the house is phenomenal and I'm looking to burn five, six million dollars. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Can I show you a lot better? Can I show you other areas and locations that I think is amazing? You can get a Batman Bruce Wayne mansion and land and everything else for half the price. Absolutely. But to each their own. They have to choose. All we do is guide and let you know our opinions and show you what's available. But I think there's a fine line between line and not. Now, my favorite, if you're looking for some land and you want a Bruce Wayne and out that way, I think there's two different, two growing places right now. South of Olympia, towards Mount St. Helens and Mount Rainier, the bottom of Mount Rainier, and north of Mount St. Helens or that area, it's growing like crazy. You have rivers, you have mountains, you have trees. Now, again, you're further from town, but this is more of that countryside that's not dug in because you gotta remember, when you're up in the sound that direction, going north, um, it's definitely wetter and it's more kind of spooky. It's like trees and moss and dark and dense and the sounds there and the storms and it's fun. You know, like, yes, you can dug in. The going south more, less stormy, less dense, uh, less spooky, but it gives you more growth. And so for the summers, it's nicer. Um, but all Washington State's nice, but this is a little, you know, another 5% nicer the summers and then two in the winters um, not as dark not as dense not as creepy and so I think it keeps the less now there's all creepy people everywhere but I think it keeps less of that clientele of creepiness if that makes sense if you know what I'm trying to say in my opinion way and of course you'll still get country out there and you'll still get the outliers that are bad but it's more of a cleaner spot and so you can get large chunks of land on the river in the mountains um, and have amazing bat caves for about half the price. And so I see a lot of investors and people going that direction. Then north, of course, in Seattle and uh, Snoqualmie, uh, up Lake Stevens area, even Bellevue. And then you go towards the mountains, you go east along the Cascades with the big cities. So you're only 30 minutes, 25 minutes, 45 minutes from Seattle, and you can drive down the mountain to all the locations. Phenomenal, beautiful. Because now you're up in the Cascades, in the mountains, you're getting some rain, snow, storms, and you're spending half to up to the five, six million or more. But you're getting a whole different world. This is more of that Colorado Rocky style, you know, Cascade Rockies up that way. Snow, rain, and then it's gorgeous. I love it. You go up to Snoqualmie Pass, not that far from Seattle, so look it up, and you have ski resorts, okay, like I'm a snowboarder, so you can know the different ski resorts. But um they have like this cool little restaurant down below bar really neat so we always stop if we're crossing over the pass there kid friendly food's great beers are great they have the outdoor tent areas with the 
picnic tables, and then you have the ski resort there. And then you have amazing resorts um, and homes just 15, 30 minutes away, depending on where you're going around there. And so that's what I like um, if I'm going to spend the money. So if you're wanting extreme country, let me show you. We'll go south, uh, east, down by Mount St. Helens, Mount Rainier. If you are wanting waterfront, then yes, you can go up towards Seattle. Now, if you're wanting waterfront in the sound and you're wanting remote woods, it's harder to find. So you have to go towards Gig Harbor would be my choice and up around Gig Harbor and Bremerton. Or if you're wanting the Hood Canal, go further up north and we can find property on the Hood Canal that's up that direction. Now, there's even one cool one that I found that was the old, um, old resort sold for $2 million. This was in 2020, so it was a weird year. Sold for $2 million. It was like almost this old resort. It had like Hemingway went there. I think they had, uh, who else was it? Frank Sinatra or some of the famous people all went to this kind of resort. It had this dock that went way out in the sound. Now, you got to remember, it's really hard. You can't build docks anymore in the sound. This had like a 200 foot, you can land a float plane or a big boat out on it. And the house had like a, the old bridge. Um, gatehouse so you drive under this home that had basically the arch bridge gate but basically a living above it i forget what they're called sorry i should know with real estate um and it was very 1970s and that classic bar with the stools and the old radio and the speakers and the old pool table and uh, the old living rooms and just you know that 1970s chic hasn't been changed everything was clean and classic for two million and that was on the east side of the hood canal up north beautiful gorgeous that's where i'd spend the money and that was two million now there's some homes up there for one and a half to two and a half million right now gorgeous ocean front or sound front sorry it's called the sound not the oceans out in the pacific ocean but this is a sound and that's up in the hood canal and i could show you homes up there and third of the price for the five acres to get the remote and then you have nice little towns up there as well I would say a hundred times cleaner in a nice way in every aspect um, and again this is just my opinion so if you're looking for a real estate agent that's actually going to navigate and show you Washington State loves weather and storms loves spooky facts my name is Ron Rougeau everybody calls me Captain Ron and I will show you Washington State I will show you where to invest without taking advantage, without just selling you something, and we'll go explore together. And I've looked at it all, I've done investments myself personally, and I have helped many investors. A lot of homes I've sold, hundreds of homes I've sold, hundreds of buyers I've helped, um, all over Washington State as well. Up to Bellingham, beautiful country. Bellingham's unique because you have Vancouver right north of it, uh, College Town, definitely Granola, um, like it you can find some classic stuff and then from there you can go over to Winthrop which is on the east side of the Cascades cowboy town and it's gorgeous up there you have uh, what's it Devil's Lake or Devil's Crater up that way going across the pass some good hiking I just looked up I need to go to another hike up there and Bellingham's gorgeous you're on basically the sound between you is a straight all the way to Vancouver Island you have the San Juans out that direction west of Bellingham as well and so you get different pockets of cities and locations that you can live with or live in and you need to know Washington State is like United States you've got to pick your area and location and what you're looking for but I will never oversell I'll never lie and say this is the best of the best now if that's what you want come on game on I'll go sell you that home <laughs> but I'll be honest and tell you it's not uh, Seattle luxury unless you're wanting to work remotely and 
I just, I think I'd have guilty conscience telling you to spend six million or five million on something that's worth whatever else it's not because we can go somewhere else. Storms are rolling in. We'll have some sprinkled showers today, a little gray, and then next five days it's supposed to be sunny and hot, which is going to be amazing. So I can't wait. I got some framing to do on the shed, finish the roof, and uh, get back to real estate. All right, Captain Ron out. You guys have a good day. Thank you for listening to my first podcast. If you have any questions, comments, please leave them down. If you have any advice, let me know. All right, talk to you guys later.